President Abonja. Look, I'm not going to waste any time getting on with this podcast at the moment because I have a very special guest. I told you guys I was going back to my roots. Going back <laughs> to my roots. And uh, <laughs> you would have noticed that the ethnic balance has changed. I'm having lots of black people. Uh, not that don't anyone be scared. Say, don't, don't be scared. scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Not, not that anyone criticized <laughs> me for having white people on my podcast. You know, I'm, no. I'm a, I embrace everybody. But I just felt that it was important that I, I spent well, some time. By the time way, with... you just now said, what is number what number podcast is this? 41, episode 41. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you, didn't tell me, you went to 41 people before you got to me. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel so special. I feel so <laughs> 41 people you got through before you decided. You know, don't look at don't look at it like that. Now, really, don't look at it that way. You know, I feel I feel like some slag that you've just now found. You know what I mean? You just you just saw me on some street corner begging for a pound. You went, you know what? Yeah, I remember you. I remember you. 41 yeah. people down. But not really, not really. It's look, you know what it's like. Podcast. I created this as a result of, you know, the lockdown. So, okay. you know, it's, and uh, yeah. you want to make sure that you're comfortable in terms of what you're doing, you know? Okay. When I look at my, it's almost like when you start a gig, the first time you start a gig, you know what uh -huh. I'm saying? It's never, ever the best gig. And then you no, keep that's doing it. Keep doing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep doing it. Time goes by. Yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah. Are so you so, saying that I've got you, I've got you when you're currently getting to your most efficient? Yes, most efficient. I'm, I'm storming it. I believe I am storming <laughs> it because okay. we, we have uh, people downloading it in North Korea, you know, in 24 countries right now. We've got oh, people listening. Yeah, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, I, and that's a good thing for me. And um, Rudy, as you know, I've been focusing on the United Kingdom, but this has given me yeah. an opportunity for other people to hear me but uh, are we is this is this is this our president abonjo's global <laughs> global takeover is it's a global takeover who knows i might even quit, i might even quit the uk and go to north korea you know and do a show in north korea look let me introduce rudy liquid to you you see i have a very special i'm fond of you might not know this but i am really fond of rudy liquid for a number of reasons when i started my journey in the comedy industry which was 11 years ago, believe it or not. You know, you have to have people who actually believe in you. Not that you don't believe in yourself, you've got to have people who believe in you. And he was one of the first black comedy promoters to give me a gig. And I don't think he realized what that actually meant. It was somewhere in Housden, if I remember correctly, but either Housden or Cricklewood. Yeah, it was in, it yeah. was in Cricklewood. It was in Cricklewood. And, Cricklewood. And nobody else wanted to do the gig at the time. Yeah. And I thought to myself, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> and, and one of the things I remember is that day when you brought me, this was before I became a civilian president. I used to, uh -huh. you know, um, a military president. I used to dress up in suit and I was still president of Bonja at the time, but I hadn't taken over, you know, no, I hadn't joined the army. And Rudy, I remember him introducing me to the, his audience. And he said, this is a cosmopolitan comedian. And, you know, I didn't even know what that actually meant until okay. a couple of years later. Okay. And, and, and I think it was more no, because, because I could see that you could transcend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And as a result of that gig, I also uh, got another gig from Jeff Schumann. That was the day Jeff Schumann discovered me as well. So, okay. and, 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 Rudy has always supported me in everything that I do. You know, behind the scenes, I can always tell that he wanted me to succeed. 
uh, obviously before General COVID uh, arrived and, and took <laughs> and destroyed General COVID and destroyed, came in and destroyed everything. <laughs> and destroyed everything. But you know, we're rebuilding. So I thought, yeah, okay, fine. It's taking a while. Uh, I need to get Rudy Lee Crude. And I've spoken to quite a number of his friends. I've been in touch with Josh Schumann. He's been on the podcast. I've been oh, in touch it? with, yeah, Nabil has been on the podcast. Mr. Spitzy okay. has been on the podcast. And there's going to be several more people who are going to be on the podcast. So it's it's great. Look, he needs no, let me just say this. He needs no introduction. Normally when I introduce people, I go through their CV and I try to, he has been. Yeah, doing, we don't need to go through Yeah, yeah. That. He's been performing that's, that's comedy for well over, well over, well over, well over 30 years, well yeah. over 30 years. And, I was, and also he has entertained troops in Bos Bosnia, in so many places, you know, Bosnia, entertaining Afghanistan, China, Afghanistan Italy, you know, so, so no, we, yeah, we are talking about, uh, you know, this is a, a comedy God and I, and I, I, you know, you know, I, 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 uh, I do respect what he does. He's going, he's going gray. Uh, the very first time I taught, saw him, you know, I, I generally thought, oh, my, wow, what happened to Eddie Murphy? You know? Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have a goat tooth. <laughs> that is so, cool. so anyway, look, I'm really pleased to have you here. Um, how have you been? How has the lockdown, how has the last year been for you? The, the, it's been very productive and very creative. In all honesty, I mean, when you're back, when you're back against the wall, and um, you're so, I mean, in 19, 1992, um, 91, you know, um, I never really spent a weekend at home, um, and it wasn't until lockdown that I actually found that I had a family. You know what I mean? There was actually people that I was actually, <laughs> I was actually supporting and, and and you know just keeping things going. So it was a bit of a shock to actually come home. Um, and be at home, do you know what I mean? Um, it might sound a bit weird to, 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 to some people, but if they understood the life of a comedian, we spend it more, most of our time we spend on the road. Mm. We don't even spend as much time on the stage as we do actually on the road. Mm. So um, to actually come home and find that I just had to sit down um, was incredibly hard to do. Um, and then I found that um, creatively, I felt, I felt very stifled. I was very angry at the same time. Um, I was very hurt too, to think that um, this whole virus, you know, went from uh, America to China, back to America, you know, and then has been used in this way to, um, I guess, um, cajole people into a way of life that we've never known before. And, it's, it's opened up a bunch of questions that got answered, you know, um, and even when you are asking questions, you're being shut down or you're being kicked off Facebook, you know, um, it was almost like you couldn't really have this independent voice. And as a comedian, that's what we live by, which mm -hmm. is having an independent inquiring voice mm -hmm. all the time, you know, all the time. And nobody says you can't say, nobody penalizes you to the point where, if you're not wearing a mask, you can't go into a bank, you cannot get food, you cannot, you know, um, so you're forced into a situation where you have to do these things, kind of like thing, um, just in order to, to survive. But um, what it made me do is, what, what it was, is that it made me have to look at other ways of expressing myself, um, 
not just as a comedian, but as a satirist as well, as a, and as a social commentator, because mm -hmm. the social commentary side of me um, was able to come out a lot more so than when I did the stand-up because like as you know president sometimes we say things that we say in jest mm -hmm. yeah in order to get a message across but um when I I created a platform called uh, Rudy Liquid Rants and Bants yeah um, which initially started with me just talking on the into 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 my phone um and then people responding back funnily enough with that you know you don't realize how many fans you've got until they start all of a sudden yeah yeah yeah, yeah we want to talk to you we want to talk to you you want to talk to you we want to talk to you and um so um the comedy slightly got put to the side and my social commentary side started to blossom <laughs> kind of like thing and um it enabled me to build a platform called um really liquid rants yeah which I now do on a Friday um, at 8.15 in the morning till 9.15 in the morning. Yeah, and this is me just basically doing a weekly roundup of what's going on throughout the week. Uh, I've never forgotten that I'm a comedian. Mm. Um, and then I also started to invite people onto a platform, onto the platform, and then from inviting them onto the platform, then I created a studio, a proper studio. Excellent. These people to sit on with me. So now I have a panel of three regulars who sit with me on a Friday and we go through the week's news. So that's really liquid rants. Um, but I didn't want to stop there. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I still got more time on my hands. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so I then created another platform called Keeping It Real. Yeah. And the whole point of me putting together Keeping It Real was because as a black British youth growing up, mm -hmm. I never really saw any of the role models that I knew of who was on TV. Mm -hmm. And I used to like, I used to watch people like Eamon Andrews and Mike Aspel, mm -hmm. and they had this program called This Is Your Life. Mm -hmm. So I decided that on a Monday, which I do now on a Monday at 8.30 to nine o'clock on a Monday, I have a show called Keep It Real, which is basically This Is Your Life. Mm -hmm. I mean, this Monday um, coming, which will be the 22nd of March, um, I will be talking to Maccabee. Mm -hmm. Maccabee is an international um, reggae artist mm -hmm. who um, talks about social political issues in mm -hmm. his music. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been in, I've also been interviewing a lot of the the Black British comedy pioneers mm -hmm. who never got an opportunity to sit on mm -hmm. uh, Mike Aspel's, mm -hmm. you know, chair. And then again, I've also been um, interviewing. The, the R and B artists as well. Mm -hmm. um, the personalities within within my community, the Black British community, should I say, yeah. that I wanted to bring to the forefront. So mm -hmm. there's there's a big market out there mm -hmm. for me to, to to basically exploit because because I'm 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 58 years of age, so that means I can go way back mm -hmm. and I can go come all the way forward, you know, mm -hmm. to to the likes of Mo Milligan mm -hmm. and Kojo. Mm -hmm. You get me? And then I can mm -hmm. go as far back as Leo Chester and Jefferson and Whitfield mm -hmm. and Andrew Lamar and Felicity Ethnic. So all of mm -hmm. these comments and all of these personalities I'm starting to interview and I do a one hour show on mm -hmm. a Monday. Mm -hmm. But I didn't stop there. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. didn't stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you've got you've got two shows yeah, uh, which I'm, might which might end up with, oh, you got another one. No, I haven't finished yet. That's oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, so um, now that I discovered that I had all of these personalities, mm -hmm. right, 
I then also created a platform called Anything Goes. Okay. Which is a panel of these same said panelists mm -hmm. um, being asked questions uh, from the comment section. Okay. Right. Simple little questions like, what would you ask God if you could ask him one question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or um, why is it that, um, that, that, that good girls always go for bad men? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the panel is expected to answer these questions honestly. Have you ever slept with your ex? Mm -hmm. Do you wow. know what I mean? Um, wow. It's all those kind of questions that get posed by the onlooking public. So the public answers the questions, they have to come up with answers. And this is a this is an adult show. Mm -hmm. um, this show doesn't take, it takes place on a Wednesday, a Wednesday mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. And it's always from 10 to 11 o'clock. So it's after the watershed. Okay. Yeah, so that's why it's called Anything Goes, because there's no no holes bar, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't stop there. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> stop there i then decided that um, on a saturday morning i would do a quiz okay a quiz show okay okay and then um like all of these quiz shows would be based around the cultural understanding of what it is to be um be of um of, of african origin mm -hmm. what i found with with um british tv is that the questions as excellent as the questions are they're slightly tilted Mm -hmm. They slightly have a cultural bias, mm -hmm. not deliberately so, because if I'm sitting down writing questions, yeah, mm -hmm. about, for example, do you say um, planting or do you say plantain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, culturally, that is understandable within uh, black, black British culture. Mm -hmm. We would understand the question like that, mm -hmm. but you would never see a question like that on mainstream TV. Mm -hmm. So my quizzes are based around those kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it is very much tilted in that respect. But the objective is, is to allow um, the world to look in on black British culture. Mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. don't know black British culture. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. All they know, as far as I'm concerned, is how Britain holds onto the shirt tails of America to go around and disrupt the world. Mm -hmm. yeah? But they're not aware of black people actually. How, how do we get on in here? How yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. are we doing what we do? So that's how I've used COVID in a creative way, the mm -hmm. lockdown situation in a creative way. That's how I've been getting myself out and about. Wow. So that's four, you've been busy, four shows. Can I, yeah. let's go back to the question of your family because you. it's really interesting because I also didn't know I was married until the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> You, how do you think your well? How do you think your, your your family coped while you were away from home? Happily, happily. I'm very really, happy. Yeah, I, I would say I would say happily, because um, the thing is, is that when Daddy comes home, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's like um, all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? It's like you bring a certain expectation that was never there before. Mm -hmm. Simple little things like wash up the dishes. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not used to coming in and, and waiting to do it in the morning. Mm -hmm, do it mm -hmm. as you finish it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Little things like going into the front room and picking up the remote control and then all you hear is, we don't watch that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean we don't watch that? <laughs> I mean, pay for the TV, I mean, I'll watch this. <laughs> so there's also that thing of compromise because I've, mm -hmm. I've had to compromise a hell of a lot because normally i'm in a situation where i find myself alone mm -hmm. 
yeah, whether it be a low, it doesn't matter that I'm in a five star hotel. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter that I'm in a luxury um, resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the reality is, is that I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. So the, the only decisions I have, uh, the, only, the decisions that I make are based around me and mm -hmm. the con convenience of myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then as, but in the back of my mind, I'm providing what I need to provide for my family. Yeah. Yeah. And they get the benefits of the house. They get the benefits of the garage. They get mm -hmm. the benefits of the greenhouse. They get the benefits <laughs> of the garden. They yeah. get the benefits of all of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which puts, which then puts my mind at ease. But mm -hmm. so having to come home meant that I had to um, adjust and, and really, um, I guess, really um, look and taking who these who the hell these people were in my house mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I might be sitting here and it might be 2 30 in the morning and then somebody gets up and walks into the kitchen and I'm thinking what yeah exactly what are you, do, exactly. What are you doing up at 2 30 in the morning yeah, but it's yeah. a natural thing for them yeah. to for her to do yeah do you know what i mean yeah you mentioned you mentioned the it's really interesting you mentioned a bit about being on your own mm. and this is not about loneliness now this is about no, being on your own I enjoy yeah? My yeah. Company. yeah yeah i love my company but and what's really interesting for me is i didn't know how much time i'd spent on my own until the lockdown and i just thought wow and even when i was still uh, at home there were there because I've been so used to being on my own. I there were times when I just wanted to be on my own. On my own. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. That's why when when they said that um the kids and everybody can go back to school, I was cheering, blood. <laughs> I was cheering. I was running around the house having a wank here, having a wank here. Just <laughs> <laughs> like freedom, 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 freedom. But, freedom. Um, you know, jokes aside, it was, it, 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 it doesn't hit home mm. because, you know what I mean? We, we go out and like there's, we could be, there could be, the, you know, we might go out and we might greet, greet 10, 30 people. Mm. Next day we might greet a thousand people. Next yeah, day we yeah, might yeah, yeah, yeah. 200 people. Mm. Next day mm. we might greet 40 people. Next day mm. we might, but we always end up in front of people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But ultimately yeah. when we leave, we leave alone. Mm. When was your last pre-COVID COVID gig? So, because it's almost a year now from the first lockdown. When was your last pre-COVID gig? You mean, you mean before the lockdown? Before the first lockdown. So most people, most people is this week. So my last gig was on the 16th of March, live gig before the first lockdown. Mm -hmm. mine, is, mine is roughly about the same time. Yeah. Mine is, wow. mine is roughly about the same time because at first, um, you know, when they first kind of like said it was happening, um the the assumption was oh don't worry it'll be it'll be over by may yeah yeah <laughs> by the time we got to may i had no work everything was pulled from the diary everything everything you don't know what it means to one minute see um well you do know i take that back sorry what yeah. you know as, as a comedian people may not understand what it means to to be able to see a year ahead of yourself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you can't see further than your nose mm -hmm. you know um i think that we were as as an industry we were treated extremely badly mm -hmm. by um 
the arts, the arts was treated quite badly because of all the subsidiary businesses that rely on us, mm-hmm. you know, the little shops, mm-hmm. the taxi drivers, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just, it was, I don't know, man, it was just, and, and, and I think that's what hurt. I mean, I remember one night, I mean, this is a, a side, but when it really hit me was um, when I remember going to Asda mm-hmm. and um, when I went in there, um, all the shelves were empty mm-hmm. and I went back to my car and I managed to grab a couple of pieces and I felt, you know, okay. But I sat down in my car and um, I then watched more cars just pulling up and mm-hmm. people were jumping out of their cars with their children mm-hmm. heading into Asda. Mm-hmm. This is what I knew. You're going to go in there and there's mm-hmm. going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. And your child is going to turn around and look at you mm-hmm. and say, but dad, what are you going to do about this? Mm-hmm. I cried that night, you know. Wow. Because that's deep. Yeah. As a parent, as mm-hmm. a parent, you know, it's like saying, you know, it's like you can't protect me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I would have much rather those children did not see those empty shelves mm-hmm. and that he saw it mm-hmm. or mom saw it mm-hmm. because then, you know, we cover up yeah. and we pretend like everything is okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they weren't even afforded that. Mm-hmm. The children knew exactly what situation they were in and I know that there was a lot of them who was going back home mm-hmm. and there was going to be no food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm. um, to me, it's like the, the 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 people that made these decisions didn't, you know, they were in a, they were in positions of power, they were in positions mm. of wealth, mm-hmm. without a thought for how it was going to affect those lower down. Yeah, they, they, what I was going to say is that they're not connected, Rudy. This is the thing about democracy. They are, the people who run this country, any country, are not connected to the people who vote for them. They have no idea what the impact of their policies have on people. That, that's just my, that's just my view. That's just my view. You know, you could just tell, you, you can tell from the way they behave. They have no idea. They're in their own bubble. That's what it is. They're in their own bubble. You know. What you, what you said is really, really deep about, you know, but you know, those, those children that you saw would eventually, that's the thing with social media. I was, the other day I was walking, just, uh, you know, taking a walk because I put on so much weight and I heard this five-year-old ask his parent, mom, when is, when is Corona going to end? At five, at five, Rudy, at five, I was talking to an African lizard outside. That was my playmate. I didn't know what was going on around my world. Well, so you can imagine the impact. Mm-hmm. And, and well, anyway, look, we, we've got we've we've got to but move on. But you go know, on, I mean, go on, go on. that all came out of just that 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 question alone. Do you mm. know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, financially, I was lucky. Mm. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, I'm I've been in the game for a long time. I never squandered. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm married, mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm trying to impress females and mm-hmm. uh, I don't take drugs mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's not like I've got those aside to, mm-hmm. to, to have to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to to pay for yeah. you get me furlough did help 100 okay. I'm gonna say it didn't mm-hmm. uh, the, the bits that they gave me did help it just meant that I had to cut my cloth yeah 
accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, to be honest with you, I didn't really find a problem because um, even when, when us are abroad and, and stuff like that, I'm not one to go out mm-hmm. and drink, yeah. Yeah. drink my wages. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I do have a family and that's mm-hmm. what keeps me stable. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, the government treating the arts badly. Um, but I, uh, my, my view is that comedians have, have a voice and comedians, some comedians are social commentators on stage. I genuinely believe that this current government does not like comedians because they no, criticize. We, they, they criticize. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. the, the roles actually changed. And that's yeah, it has. That, yeah. That yeah. My, um, the social commentary side of me came out more so. Yeah. The government became the comedians. Yeah. We, became, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. We, the amount of people that I had who was coming onto my site, yeah. onto my, my Facebook page, um, yeah. you know, Rudy Liquid, yeah, mm. on Facebook. Um, the amount of people that was coming on my side conversations and, and debating stuff with me. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of arguments too, don't get me wrong. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would have thought that um, I was a politician. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. Though I, even though I was coming from a comedic angle, it didn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just that they needed some place yeah. where they could vent and, yeah. and, be, and be heard. Mm. You know, there, there was also so there was also the other side of it, which mm. was the silence of some comics. Yeah, of the of you know these comics who are supposed to be, you know, uh, Middle England and mm-hmm. all the people and mm. rah, 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 and their true colours for me mm. came out mm. because uh, <laughs> one either they were silent, mm-hmm. yeah. Or two, to me, their, their views were right-wing and they didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Some of them were so left-wing that they became right-wing, didn't mm-hmm. even know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I started to, see, started to see them from a different light. I even lost a lot of uh, white comedic friends mm-hmm. over this because I didn't take the, 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 the point of view that they were taking. Yeah, and yeah. it almost turned into, which weren't new for me, which they didn't know that I could deal with anyway. Mm-hmm. It became a case of, well, if you're not going to be in our gang, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to do this and we're going to say this about you. And we're going <laughs> to... All they don't realise is that it was always been that way for me. Yeah, it's yeah. always been like that. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Even coming onto the circuit, to get onto the circuit, to play on the platforms, I had to deal with that anyway, but they don't know that you're dealing with that yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So it was like, well, bruv, you're not, show- you're not telling me nothing new. You're not <laughs> showing me anything that I don't already know. Yeah. The only thing that you're showing me is that who you are. Mm. Mm. You know, you could come out with all these left or right wing things that you say on stage, but now the person that I'm seeing, mm-hmm. Sorry, man, you're doing the show of this is called show business. And I can see you're all about the show. (laughs) (laughs) That I discovered comedy by accident. (laughs) I just went on stage and I discovered black comics by accident because, you know, I I didn't even know they existed. I remember posting stuff on Facebook on on another personal page to say, I wish we had black UK comics like Richard Pryor, because I used to watch Richard. I wasn't even performing at the time, but just playing around on Facebook. And all of the comedians said, we are around. (laughs) Which I believe he was saying, we are there, we're out there, underground. And 
hardly at that time, uh, before I started performing comedy, uh, the only person I saw on TV would be Gina Yashire and uh, Lenny Henry. And that's it. It's like, you know, there wasn't anything else. But the, obviously, there was stuff going on the ground that was not appearing on TV. Nobody knew about it. Well, the it. thing is, the thing is, Abonjo, is that it was appearing on TV. But yeah. We weren't the ones who, it was almost like the black and white minstrel show, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the Ali G's of the world. Mm -hmm. I could name a few other comics, right? Mm. But I don't want this to come over as being bitter. Yeah. Right? But black British humour has always, always been there. Okay, but it's been appropriated by the white comics. Okay. Yeah. And then it's been spilled out and then it comes back to us like it was never ours in the first place. Okay. The the, the black circuit has been lively since um nineteen eight about nineteen eighty seven. The explosion of the black British uh <coughs> comedy circuit really took place. Um it really came into its own when um this was after No Problems and Desmond, not Desmond's no problems um and various others um and then we had sort of like had the 291 which kind of mm. really brought that to, to, to the tv um but black british comedy has 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 been all has always been there but it hasn't been it hasn't been accepted by mainstream in the same way mm. um and to a certain degree i kind of understand that um the the, the british broadcasting stations are all are obviously going to cater for the, the, the widest market it could possibly reach. Mm -hmm. Now, the uh, the African and the West Indian community only represent something like 3% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, for all, we influence everything. Mm. Right? Um, so because we only represent 3% of, of, of the population, you would have thought we well, you see 3% of us. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't so until mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter happened last year. And then all of a sudden, we see too much black people on TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much black people on TV, man. Right, uh, <laughs> it kind of went the other way. Kind of went on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it 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 was it was about the the the, the producers um, of comedies, dramas taking that chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember the first time when I did my one of my first TV shows, and I wanted to come out as a Rasta man, and straight away I was told to take off my locks, take off my glasses, because I might upset that little old lady who lives in Bournemouth. Oh This is just a comedy character that I'm coming out with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's thinking he's thinking about the demographics of who's watching the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not realizing that when we go live, live, and we go out to audiences, they ain't thinking the way that he is thinking. He's thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if I go up on stage and you've got four white comics and me, or you've got three white comics and me, guess who stands out? I do. Yeah. Yeah. The accolade comes back. It, it, it tends to come back to the black comic because now we're not feeding you what you already know. Yeah. We're giving you something that is original, mm -hmm. right? And it is something that you're aware of or you've heard of it somewhere because some other fucking white comic has done it mm -hmm. or said it in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so people can already identify with it. People can identify with it anyway, because if you're going to talk about working class and you're going to talk about black people, we're going through the same fucking struggle all the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. The only thing is the higher up in the echelons that you go, the, the whiter it becomes, the mm -hmm. more middle class it becomes. 
Yeah, so it's not that. I mean, when 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 black comedy is happening, we're talking about you know we're we're talking about filling out art centres. We're talking about filling out the theatres. Mm. We're talking about eight hundred, six hundred people coming out at a time. You know, but in strategically strategic areas, obviously, because wherever there's a majority of black people, that's where it's going to happen. That's yeah. why black and black crime doesn't really exist. It's just crime. Mm. But it just so happens that it was two black people who had it. You don't mm. say white on white crime because most if there's, <laughs> there's a crime in Hertfordshire, do you know what I mean? They don't go, oh, it's white on white crime going on in there. They don't say that. They just go, oh, there was a crime. Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. But yeah. black people have been from since the Windrush days of um, from the 50s, they, they have been pushed. I won't say into ghettos. I would say into areas mm -hmm. where there are where they are predominantly together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. in those areas, wherever there was a, a theater or wherever there was an art center, black people were coming out. But nobody's recording this. This ain't being recorded by the BBC. Yeah. So it's so it's unknown. So it's like oh, it doesn't exist. But it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. and it and it's, it's got to the point now that because now we've got. Um, the internet, mm -hmm. there's no stopping these youth them now. They've got, they've got <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've, gone they've, global. Got, they've got bigger numbers than some of the TV shows that so, are on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. they ran after people like Mo Milligan. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why they're running after people like um, Gina, etc. Yeah. Because they've got bigger numbers mm -hmm. in their Facebook and their Instagram and their, in, and, you know, social media, yeah. Their yeah. social yeah. media yeah. than some of the TV programs have got. Mm -hmm. You know, because the true talent, the raw talent is actually being exposed to the general public because the yeah. general public is not as bigoted and not as racist as the people who are running the institutions themselves. Because mm. that's how institutional racism and bigotry comes in, because mm. the higher up you go, the people who are making these decisions are the bigoted racist people that have a massive influence on the working class yeah. in this country. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, that's why, that's why you see, see, so you can see what's happened to my comedy. You hear how, how it's switched. It's gone into social commentary. That's yes. What, that's what's happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good thing. That has to be a good thing. Who else will do that if not you? That's to, that has to be a good thing. Um, you were talking about, because uh, one of the things I've noticed with social media now is that you could, isn't in terms of the lockdown, because I think the comedy landscape has changed. Mm. Because all of a sudden, gatekeepers have disappeared There's in none. a way. Gone. Yeah, they just, yeah, the, yeah, the gatekeepers have just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, tear down those walls, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's none. And tear down those walls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I think, um, even I know gigs are popping up now. Yeah, that's well, correct. It, I mean, yeah. I'm starting to see a few coming. Uh, yeah, I was my, saying, uh, yeah, it's gonna mean, take. You can see them coming in now. Yeah, you can see them coming in, but it's gonna. Mm -hmm. they, the audiences have been educated that they can sit behind their laptops mm -hmm. and watch top comics half naked, mm -hmm. watching top comics that they see on TV. But here's the other thing: is is that. The the the, ship, the 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 exposure now is that they they can see that there are better comics than they're seen on TV. Yeah, yeah, better, yeah. much better comics. But then, I think life in that respect is like a pyramid. There's, you know, you 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 go as high as you can get until you get to a point, and not everybody can be up there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there is doesn't mean that there isn't room for everybody. There has yeah. to be people at the bottom. There has to be people on the top. No, but no, no. what I'm saying from a Black British perspective 
is give us our fair share. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it doesn't all have to be beige. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard because you've got women, you've got homosexuals, you've got your lesbians, you've got your gay, you know, you've got your transsexual, um, transsexuals. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got your different colored skin people. Mm. I mean, how do you cater for all of them? And that is so difficult for the BBC. I do get it. I really, I really do understand the predicament that they're in, but mm. only because of the way that they've gone about it is why they're going to get the criticism that they're mm. going to get. Mm. Mm. I don't want us to forget the question I asked you, um, which is more about you in terms of how did the comedy career begin? Why comedy? Comedy chose me, bro. Tell me. Tell me. I didn't choose comedy. I, I, wanted to be, um, I wanted to be a restaurateur. I wanted to own my own restaurant. Okay. Just that I, I, would, I ended up entertaining um, clients at the, at the table. I just went there to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> and, um, That's funny in itself. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's, it's not surprising. I mean, I mean most, of the, most of the actors end up being waiters yeah. before they get their big breaks and what have you. Mm. But that was not my intention, was to go into the catering industry with the intention of setting up my own restaurant. Yeah. But then once Art Blakey, who was a famous jazz musician, walked in and told me about Eddie Murphy, that was it. So oh, yeah. I didn't know who Eddie was. And um, as I said, the, the people that I was working with at the time, some of them were actors, out-of-work out of actors, mm -hmm. who were doing part-time jobs, you know, yeah. part-time work to raise some money. They took a photograph of me, sent it off to a look-alike agency. Then I ended up promoting Bev Beverly Hills Cops um, and Eddie Murphy's films. And that's how I got into comedy. Wow. Didn't have no idea because I didn't even then. Even then, I didn't know that he did Delirious and he did stand up. It wasn't okay. until I saw Delirious did I realize that you could make an audience laugh for an hour continually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the type of person that I am is that time to do some research mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> about this about this comedy thing. So yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you know you come against the Richard Pryor, you come against the. The, um, the Dick Gregory's, mm -hmm. you start to understand the word griok and what griok means. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we're going, we're going right back to home in Africa now and how mm -hmm. all the stories are being told, mm -hmm. kind of like thing. And then mm -hmm. I realized that I'm the, I am that jester. Mm -hmm. I am that voice. I am that person who has the ear to the king and the queen mm -hmm. and can say things about the institution that not mm -hmm. others can say mm -hmm. in, a, in a comedic way. Mm -hmm. But with, with the view of my view is always to make the community a better place when I get off that stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always. As much mm -hmm. criticism as I may lay at the institutions or at um, black and white issues, my main objective is to leave the community in a better place of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so because I had that kind of a voice, it was, it was, it was a tough journey initially because even black British youth at the time when I was doing comedy didn't want to know about what it was to be black British. What they wanted to know was what was it like to come from one of the Caribbean islands? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't see themselves as being as black British here, yeah. as being black British here. So it was important for me once I started to have children was to say, no, we can be proud of being black British. God damn it, man, the cheddar man come from here. Do you know what I mean? All right, he had blue eyes, but come on, man, his skin was black. <laughs> <laughs> so when people say you should go back to where you come from, you're like, no, I'm just coming back. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of humour to be found in that alone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When you start talking about the Moors, they talk about the Moors in England. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's keep it real. That means that black people were here. That's how you got the word Moors mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you can go up to Scotland, it's the same thing. When you start looking at ginger people with ginger hair, that means they've been mixing with black blood. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. So all of these things tell me that the world belongs to us all. Mm. Yeah? Uh, my European cousins, you're really the babies of that antiquity because mm. we were before you. Mm. You are the children. And now you're currently running amok. Because right? mm. that's what children do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually your parents will take back control and slap your bottoms mm. the way that it should be slapped. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. you're losing your grip as it is. Mm. You're actually losing your grip. And that's mm. one of the biggest fears that's going on. And that's one of the reasons why the whole Bill Gates thing comes comes into play. Mm. Because the, the the whole the whole idea of um of of just survival from a humanistic point of view is what shows itself. Mm. You know, you don't have Pfizer and all these people vaccinating people, Mm -hmm. okay, um, with the intentions of either preventing them from procreating or wiping them out. Yeah. Yeah. But this is all done for the sake of procreation. This is just to keep keep oneself alive. Do you know what I mean? And that's the beauty of being a comedian is that we travel the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking from an ignorant perspective of living in northwest london right not having traveled the world because i have traveled the world i have spoken to people around the world and i still do speak to those people to 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 this day so i'm looking at everything from a global perspective you know and um, when you've got money and you've got power you are in a position where you can shut off people's um shut off people's social um safety needs Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been done as far as I'm concerned. It's, 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 it's they've, they've, they've done that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so getting in, like I said, I haven't really moved away from your question, but that's how comedy found me. Yeah. That way of thinking, that way of mind, the, the, the chance meeting with Art Blakey, which then led me to the, um, the stage because once I met up with the lookalikes, they then decided that they wanted to go out and do live gigs. So who's going to host the gig? Nadia Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so were you were you were you a good version of Eddie Murphy or, or, or I was a lookalike. I was just okay, just look alike. I was just a lookalike. Um, like okay. they would give me the clothes, they would give me the women, they would give mm. me the cars, they would create the environment. So when Eddie Murphy released the film, whether it was Beverly Hills Cops or The Golden Child, yeah, or whatever film, you know, um, I'd be put into that situation. And then photographs would be taken of me. I would do signings and what have you. And then the bodyguards would move them away, push them out of the way. So nobody got to, got that close to me okay. uh, to actually say, fuck me, he's not an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. just, it was just, because they know how to create an illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and you did a really good job of that. And you've never met Eddie Murphy? No, I've never actually ever met Eddie. So, 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 so it's really amazing. Do you still think you look like Eddie Murphy now compared to what he looks like? <laughs> and the thing is, is that I never, um, I never said that I looked like Eddie Murphy, right? Okay. It was, it was more a case of people, right? Mm. 
Um, I don't know if it's coming out. It's not coming out because oh, of the. Okay. It's not coming out because of the screen. Yeah, it's because of the screen. It's not coming out. Is it? No. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Is that you? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That was the case of what what it's what people decide that they want to see. It's yeah. not. It's not a case of me um, mm -hmm. saying that I look like this person. If you if mm. you want to say that I look like this person, then you are PME. Mm. You know, it's it's really interesting. So, for example, with my act, at the very beginning, I I never mentioned anything about Idi Amin Dada, but people saw Idi Amin Dada just by seeing me. <laughs> yeah, it's not very clear. It's not very clear. Wait, let me try. It might be the it's No, it's because you're using the fake. Um, yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Yeah. Okay. So these yeah, are all lookalikes. Yeah, they were lookalikes. So it wasn't me who was who mm. was putting myself forward. Mm. It was PR companies and it was yeah, yeah. other people. But yeah. then the moment that um, Eddie got caught curb crawling, yeah, that was it. PR companies didn't want to know. They didn't want him. They did not want to be associated. They did not want their products or services to be associated with him because your lookalike is only as, as strong as the personality that they're supposed to be looking like, if you feel it, what I mean. So this curb crawling, if I remember correctly, is this where he was caught with a prostitute? That's the one. Yeah, yeah but it okay. was transsexual. Oh, okay. I thought it was um, Teddy Pedagras. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 So that wasn't you then? You, you Shut don't, up. you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, Eddie, you know, because, you know, yeah, you, you know, I know how to get answers from people. So you know, you, this is your time to confess, man. If it, if it was you, just just say it was you. You know, I, you know, whatever floats your boat. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, I, I think you've already answered this question because one of the things I wanted to do. I'm using this podcast, especially as you know, I I, yeah. I haven't come from the black comedy scene, so no. this has been really great in terms of understanding how the whole black comedy scene operated oh. and you know i know i know most of the comedy um, pioneers um and you may well have answered this question but what what were the what were the challenges you guys faced in the black comedy scene when you guys started just, i think it was just being just being accepted um just being accepted to be honest with you mm. that um we did have we did have a, a an understanding of british culture yeah, yeah, and it wasn't necess necessarily going to come from a, a, a white perspective. Mm -hmm. It was going to come from our perspective, yeah. and um, that British audiences um, were were open to this. Mm -hmm. But it's I think you said it better than me when you said the gatekeepers are gone, because mm. it was it was like the gatekeepers were saying this is what's good for the British audience. Yeah. It wasn't the British audience. I'm, I, I mean, bruv, you're like me, right? In this respect, we have been up and down the country. Racism yeah. exists, yeah? yeah. But yeah. how much racism did you really face when you were going up and down the country? When you're performing, uh, this is when you actually film. When I, when I was performing on stage, you know, I, I didn't feel it. Thank you. I, I, genu I, I genuinely did not feel it. I actually gained. I gained a lot of respect. Actually, this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is what, it, it's amazing. To it's yeah, amazing honestly, to I, 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 I have a joke. Uh, it's a joke, but said in jest about how the police stopped me uh -huh. away from a gig 
and right. I was in uniform. Right. And and when he saw me, he just literally saluted me. Thank you, thank you for your service. Thank you for right. thank you. You know, and 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 I just he just let me go, and he I just and I just felt wow. Normally, well, like a weed on me, and he hasn't even troubled me. Yeah, yeah, because I got I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing a uniform, man, and you yeah. know, <laughs> and. Yeah, no, I, the, the, I, never, the, the, I, I never, I never felt, you see, the thing is, I never felt it, but then I used to think about it, then I'll get home and I'll hear about how there's been racism in this particular area or whatever it yeah. is, but I didn't, I didn't feel it when I was on stage. I, no. I just, they, they, they adored me. They, they, yes. they, you comedy know, they, they, yeah. Comedy and, audiences, they, it's, that's what I'm that, saying is they come with an, they come with an open mind and an intention yeah. to have a good time. Yeah. Right. I mean, there have been times when I've, when I've known that I'm being racially taunted. Don't get yeah. me wrong, because that's yeah. like saying that it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does exist. Yeah? yeah, but not on that level. Not where you kind of go, oh my god, all of them. No, it's no, not no. that at all. Yeah. Far I, from it. It's, yeah, it's far from it. I, I've far been to I've, I've been to a gig where I didn't even know it was happening because when I'm on stage, like I'm on, I'm on a high, and and then I got off the stage, and this white comic came to me and was apologizing. I said, why? He said. Someone just said something racist towards you while you were performing. I said I didn't hear it, but mm. fuck it, you know. I've, yeah. I, I've I've killed this gig. Let's get yeah. out of here. That's yeah. <laughs> so far. Not you don't say it in front. Yeah, you know. Um, but I've never really thought about it in terms of the, the 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 comedy audiences, and that's why for me, comedy is really really powerful mm. in terms of changing people's minds and leaving them mm. with a message. Mm. You know, I yeah. I mean, that's why they say that. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's 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 a case of how do you how how do you want to use the platform? What do mm. you want to get mm. out of it? I mean, the easiest thing that I think I could do is just go up there and tell a bunch of senseless jokes that mm. mean nothing, mm. right? Mm. Um, but I think that comedy evolved mm. um, from Richard from the days of Richard Pryor. Mm coming through to, 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 to Bill Hicks, mm. coming through to um, Mark Thomas, mm. um, you know, Jim Jeffries, mm. um, you know, there's quite a few, you know, where, you know, you, you see if you, you stand for something or you stand for nothing, but the, you do have different styles of comedy and I do mm. love them all, don't mm. get me wrong. I love Tim Vine. Mm. You get me. I love Tommy Cooper. I love mm. Dick Emery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love Mikey Arwood. I love all mm. of those. Yeah, and yes, it is about entertainment. Mm. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. First and foremost, it is about entertainment. But you can't say that comedy is bland. You can't. You've got to be coming from a perspective. Like if you didn't, if you didn't bring in your Africans, the fact that you you're African and you mm. come from a particular region of Africa, what mm. would make, what would differentiate you from me, from you? Mm -hmm. You know, mm. um, you, they're, they're, they're able to do it as a Northern comic and a Southern comic, mm. you know what I mean? A Scottish comic. Uh, well, it's the same thing that we have with black comedians, mm. kind of like thing, you know? But the thing is, is that British society in terms of TV, right? Mm. It was like, well, we could only accept one of you. Mm, one mm. in, one out. One in, one out. Well, that mm. one in and one out doesn't represent us all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, mm, and yeah. it's too much pressure to put on any given individual anyway. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. um, and I, I guess the same argument would would women would put forward. The same argument a disabled person would put forward. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know, but mm. I think the first thing that people have to accept is the first thing you see 
when somebody walks on the stage is their color. Mm. Even if you see the wheelchair, you'll see the wheelchair, then you will see the color. Mm. You know, there's no, there's no escaping that. I, you know what I mean? You're, you're, oh, you're a person of um, the black persuasion. No, I wasn't persuaded to be like this. <laughs> Nobody persuaded me. This is just how I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So when I when I open my mouth, I will talk about rice and peas. I'm not going to mm. talk about mushy peas and chips. Doesn't yeah. mean I don't like mushy peas and chips. Yeah, I know. That, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so when I get up and I talk about the yam and the banana and the the rear, 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 you know what I mean? The ackee and the salt fish and the... So then the white audience is like, yeah, man. They're interested now, because I'm interesting now. I'm interesting. But also, but, but also, let's not underestimate, underestimate that some of them have also... Look, I don't know if you know of TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok, where, you know, African food is going viral. White yeah, people are eating filming themselves eating pounded yam fufu okay, with, with <laughs> and it's going viral okay you could say it's cultural appropriation but they know about that food that never happened 20 years ago never so happened yeah 80, yeah 80, yeah 80, 80 never happened 18 months ago <laughs> the, the the thing with the internet is that it's it's, it's made the world smaller yeah yeah you know um, definitely. and i think the difference is is that now people are beginning to understand what people mean by the 5% mm. or the mm. 1% who are, who are currently in control. Because if we go back to um, Elizabeth I, for mm. argument's sake, those people who were living in England at the time had no idea yeah. what um, this, the, the so-called heroes, yeah. you know, Sir Francis Drake and all them man mm. them was getting up to because nobody could see yeah but now you can see everything now you can see yeah we, we 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 can we we know that prince harry and prince william have spoken and the the, the talks were not productive right <laughs> we see <laughs> a young boy in nigeria would have heard about that story you know it's that's crazy right, it's, it's really crazy right. it's crazy <laughs> yeah that's right and, and then so, everybody has an opinion yes yeah. i have an opinion on megan i have an opinion yeah. on harry yeah. <laughs> Because we can always see the internet has brought us, it's brought us closer together as a human race. Um, but with, like they say, you know, um, the more technology that you have mm -hmm. is the more problems as well. well I, I genuinely, it. it has its good bits, but I genuinely think it's destroyed the, the, the fabric of society. I genuinely think so. You know, no, you can't. I, you, you know what? My daughter would disagree with you. My grandson would disagree. Ah, with well, you. I, I would love to debate both. You're of old them. school, bruv. You're old. You're old. <laughs> no, I'm not old. But I mean, I mean, I mean. You know, you and I are, are of the same age, same generation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're you're an educated man. You know, I can tell. You know, I don't mean to patronize you. You 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 want to have a debate with someone? I want to have a debate with Rudy. Twenty years ago, we will have a debate, and then we will eventually we will know who won the debate without insulting each other. Yeah, without trading insults. These days, if you have a debate with someone, someone is going to abuse you personally because they can't win the argument. But that's and, human nature. But I think that's, but, that's but, but that but never but that never used to happen when you were debating outside social media. Never. No, but that was face to face. Because yeah. remember, you got the keyboard warriors now. Oh, right. I make I make fun of them, Rudy. Okay. You know because. I'm on Twitter. One of the good things about the lockdown is I've been using Twitter a lot uh, to make comments. And they always complain about the prime minister. They always complain about democracy. You really want to change something 
Start a revolution, my brothers. Don't Arthur. hide behind. Don't behind behind your keyboard. Oh, we hate <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, look at his hair. Oh, yeah. there's a protest. Oh, look yeah. at what they've done. Oh, yeah. resign. And then the point hashtags, right? Resign, resign. <laughs> How many times have I heard resign, resign, resign? Nothing yeah. happens. Sorry, Rudy. Nothing. No, that's Nothing cool, happens. You know, that's keyboard cool. warriors. But that's it. And then they will end up voting for the same person again. Mm, mm. you know so that's why i think the whole thing is 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 a complete mess but you know who am i you know what do i know about politics you know i'm just we're comedians man yeah we're yeah comedians. i know i know i know it's not I our know. fault with, it's not our fault that they now call us politicians but <laughs> <laughs> the one I mean, thing that I mean, the um... i mean I, I need to say this before you go yeah but before before we before you say something yeah you know now they talk about dictatorship oh the country is going through dictatorship <laughs> These people don't know what it's like to be a dictator or to be under a dictatorship regime. Honestly, they, 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 they have no clue. You were going to say something, sorry. No, I was going to say that the one thing that um, us as comics have, and that is we have the license to tell the truth. But the, worry, well, the worrying thing now, it feels like they want to curtail what people say on stage. They want but to curtail. That's been going on. That's been going on when, when they started talking about political correctness. But I do believe that it's just, it's a Spider-Man thing. But with anything you say or do, comes the responsibility. You do have a responsibility for um, for what's coming out of your mouth mm. or what what your thoughts are, because they do have an impact on on wider society. Um, and as as a comic, I think that you do need to be aware of that. I mean it destroyed Craig David's um destroyed Craig David for one you know when um what's his name so is that is that the comic who used to make fun of him that's right yeah, yeah. but he's back yeah. Craig David is back Craig yeah he's is back, back but it had a massive impact on his career at yeah. the time right and it, and it was all done through jest mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um but it was also done from once again, being in a position of power mm. because the institution was behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas would they have allowed that to happen if it was Paul McCartney? We don't mm. know, mm. you know, because what I did find with, there was lots of programs that used to satirize mm. a lot of um, white people in the mm. media as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, there does come this, there does come this responsibility um, with a comic if he's if he's going to say something or mm. he's going to talk about something you know what i mean at least come from um an, at, at least come from some sort of uh educated maybe not even educated might be the wrong point wrong word but at least ha come from some point of view you know that has some conscious thought behind it you know you can't just go you know all white people are racist what, what are you talking about what are you talking about mm. all black people are racist. you know you, what are you talking about what are you talking mm. about where, where are you coming from where, where's that statement come how mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. when you know all of these areas do need to be covered before you just open your mouth mm. say stuff mm. you know um because i'm not one for political correctness at all in all honesty because some um, people will say well some people would say to you it's just jokes that anybody should be able to go on stage and just say anything it's jokes i think within reason i do believe that's within reason because there is there is a threshold and there is a line and mm. i think innately um 
innately, I honestly don't believe that we need the Ten Commandments because innately you know what is right from wrong. Mm -hmm. Or at mm -hmm. least you should do, mm -hmm. right? If you're human, if you're not human, if you're a reptile, then you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and there are lizards around. There are lizards around. Right. It, it's it's really interesting you say that because I, I think for me it's it's more about a, a comic must have a conscience, okay. you know, a, a, a social conscience. Because That's there are times yeah, when I'm I try to find the right word. Yeah, yeah. Because there are times when I have written stuff and I said I'm going to say that on stage. And I get to the gig and I just, ah, oh, nah, nah, Your, your spirit nah. tells you, come on. Yeah, yeah your, spirit your spirit just tells, tells you, you, damn, no, you can't say this. You can't, you can't say this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're not going to be guided, if you're not going to be guided by your spirituality, then what are you guided by? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because there are, there are people who will say things for the sake of saying it, to get, just to get that new reaction or just mm -hmm. to get that response, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, it's not always it's not always a good thing i have to say mm -hmm. it's not always a good thing um you know and i've always i've always been conscious of that mm -hmm. um when i get up on stage and i'm thinking you know what i mean well white people are cunts and i think nah, <laughs> you, can't, you, can't you can't say that you know what's this one here has just paid seven pounds to come and watch you. Come out here to have a good time. Do you well, know for some mean? for some for some comics, that's their catchphrase. That's what they Thank like. They, they, like they, they, they like to use the C word and they get away with it. You know. Um, I think it's all context. It's all yeah, context. Yeah, everything is yeah. everything is context. I mean, I swear, I was I swear profusely, but you know, I mean, could anybody have really taken offence to the, the way I used the word cunt just now? Not really. Because mm. it wasn't directed at anybody yeah. as such. And it was more directed at myself yeah. than it was against the guy who was sitting in there. Because as I said, is he really? No, he's not. Mm. So who's in the wrong? I'm in the wrong. Mm. So once again, you know what I mean? It's, it's everything is about context. Like people do, 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 do complain about people swearing on stage, but mm. I've heard some comics do some wicked routines when it comes to swearing. You know yeah. what I mean? Woman, yeah. woman with no pussy couldn't give a fuck. I think that's a brilliant line. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> Moving, you can't say that. Moving swiftly on. Uh, you Can I just say, Rudy, yeah. in terms of the article of conversation you have even though you're the 41st uh guest you have beaten the record already we've been on this now for well over an hour 30 minutes so you've broken yeah, the record you've broken you've broken the you've broken the record let's keep it real let's keep it real we could do three hours if we yeah, want to right? <laughs> we could, you need a hook you need a hook to get <laughs> Either what? that, right? Or there's or there's a fee for overrunning, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> five grand if you overrun, if it, you know what, I think I better get off. <laughs> yeah. Next question. What yeah. are your thoughts about online gigs? Are there any substitute for the real thing? So yeah. Zoom gigs and all these live nah, streaming? Nah, nah. nah. Not even close. Not even close. Have you done think, have you done them? Have you enjoyed them? I've done several. I think um I think it's a, I think I, I know I can do it. Um, but I honestly think it's a specialist area. Mm -hmm. I really do because I, I think it, it is an art form within itself. I mean, if I started um, producing images, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, pictures, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean, mm -hmm. that kind of like thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it works. It does. It does work, and it's 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 been a stopgap mm -hmm. um, for 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 many a comic. But I think most comics will tell you that 
you there's nothing like a live audience there's mm -hmm. absolutely nothing beats being in the moment in the live mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean it can't work but it's not as, it's not as strong it's certainly certainly i've done i've done a few uh but i i, I don't apply for them unless someone comes to me and says yeah, oh uh, yeah yeah you i don't know no why are you marketing yourself for that you think well i'm, I'm mm. not a whore <laughs> yeah yeah but some some of them have been really good some of them have been really good yeah but i mean do you end up doing your routine or do you end up literally talking to individuals if you do zoom i find that you have to um work the the the, the um audience pictures all yeah, the pictures. yeah 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 you work in all the pictures do you know yeah. what i mean when we're on stage there's one picture yeah. there's the crowd here i'm on stage mm -hmm. one picture mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then you you can play images and people against each other in the room mm -hmm. in Zoom mm -hmm. and all that kind of like thing mm -hmm. so technically there's a lot that you can do there's a lot you can master mm -hmm. as, as as a comedian not a stand-up comedian but as a comedian mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's there's also you know working the angles and all mm -hmm. that kind of playing around that you can do yeah. You know what I mean? So that could become part of your stick and that kind of like thing. Yeah. But, but but what but but what's really interesting, Rudy, with all due respect, is at least this last year, there are whether you could call them comedians, people who have never been on stage, but they have had to use Zoom. <laughs> well, they're not stage comics, are they? Sorry? They're not stage comics though, are they? Yeah, they're Zoom comics. Yeah. Yeah, but those Zoom comics, <laughs> trust me. Trust me, those Zoom comments will die on stage. They will die. Because them, they, they're not getting no real laughter. They don't know what real laughter is. You know what I mean? They do a joke, it don't work. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Are you gonna do? What are you doing your mouth dry up? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody, when somebody actually answers you back, do you know what I mean? And you Yo, can't ignore you. them. Yo, what are you going to do? When, when the waitress is walking in front of you and the stage, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? You understand what I'm saying? When somebody falls off their stool, how are you going to react? How are you going to react? Yeah. yeah. When, there's, when there's hassle going on at the door and everyone spins their head around, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to... There's too much. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, this this has been great. This has been... When we, you know, we could go on for hours. It's just that some of us have weak bladders, you know? Because mm. <laughs> of, <laughs> of the age. I've got one final question for you. Right um the future mm -hmm. do you think the uk comedy scene has changed forever or do you eventually think it will go back to how it was it's never going to go back to where the way it was and i really don't care because my only concern is now me monetizing the four platforms that i've devised mm -hmm. um and understanding how this global internet market works mm -hmm. because that is for me that's that's the future yeah. um you know you create your audience via the internet and then you go and you perform to those people live yeah yeah and there, there, there have been quite a number of um comics who've done that haven't they mm -hmm. they've just bypassed the gatekeepers bypassed the comedy circuit boom there's a guy well someone said i shouldn't call him a comedian but i believe he's a comedian jonathan so jonathan Pyle. do you know him no oh, okay so he's a youtube star okay uh, he does he does social commentary he's okay. well known and what's really interesting which is why i said to this other person a stand-up comic supported him while he was on tour before the pandemic <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> because he had all the you know he has all the following 
I yeah. think it's, yeah, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan something, yeah. Yeah, cool. it, it, it's it, to me, it is the way, it is the way, the way forward, because mm. I have to listen to uh, my daughters and I mm. have to watch what their, what their, where their interest is. If you really want to know where the future is going to be in, be in mm. the next couple of years, you watch a 14 year old, mm. Mm. you mm. know, but there will always be a market because you've got mature markets, aging markets, mm. you know, there will always be a market for each age group. So mm. each 50-year-old, 40-year-old, 30-year-old, 20-year-old, you understand? Mm. So there's always going to be markets, mm. but in terms of where the direction it's going, mm -hmm. whatever the 14-year-old is doing today will be here in the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I was one of many who was reluctant to join TikTok. Mm. Um, and I just do silly comedy sketches, 25,000 okay. followers. Okay. And it's just open doors. And there are lots of adults out there, people who had never heard of President right. Obonjo. Even someone said to me, you know, it's really ridiculous that you expect TikTok followers to be fans of Justin Timberlake, but they're actually okay. fans of an African dictator on TikTok. Okay. You know, okay. so I don't know. I, I just know there's it's it's I believe it's going it's it's changed. It's really changed because there's just gonna be people who want to rely on online comedy. You know, they but want the combination, and the, com the combination of both, both online yeah, and fine. yeah, yeah, I think exactly. That's fine. I think I think the more outlets there are for comedy, the better. Mm. You know, and um, fool, fool, fool are you if you don't embrace it? Yeah, definitely. I, I certainly I admire um, your tenacity in the lockdown. By me, four shows at one point. I said, when is he going to actually stop <laughs> telling me? <laughs> Like no. Rudy just wakes up one morning. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this one. 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 Yeah, but four. Yeah, four. Yeah, but I. Yeah, you've got some. Yeah, I. I I've been. I've been busy, but I need to come and just at least join you and just watch what your shows. No, are you about. need to. You yeah. need to actually yeah, come yeah. and sit on the panel. I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, when I do the um, when I start booking for the third season. Okay, you, know, you see, but it's like he's got, said, you see, you see, he's got he's got seasons. You see, four no, but it's like he said, it's like you know, you've done forty-one shows. Yeah. And I know, and, and, you know, you know, the, the first, you know, 20 of them is just getting used to, just getting used to the goddamn thing. And like yourself, I totally understand what you did. Like yourself, what you don't want to do is you, you don't want to waste learning this, you know, with um, seasoned people. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's a that's a total waste. That's a waste. Yeah, a waste, a waste of your time, a waste of your yeah. resources. Yeah, and, and Yeah, and and I I'm definitely comfortable in terms of what I'm doing now. Right. Uh, the so first, now it, the now first, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. First couple of episodes, it was like just trying to find your way. How is this going to yeah. work? Chemistry, and then when I did it, boom! And it was getting better and better and better. And I know it's got um, better. So you're absolutely right. I didn't. Um, yeah. No, it yeah. makes it makes sense what you did because. That's exactly that's that's exactly what I did. You know, mm. I used um, the, the the younger comics that were coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? Put them on the platform. See how I can gel. Yeah, yeah. Look at it. Pull it all apart. And, 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 and you know what is you know what's really interesting. I, sorry to interrupt you on that, but that's this right, is this is very important. The, the the fact that I've created this platform and no disrespect to some of the comics. Some of the comics are unknown. Nobody knows them, and all of a sudden people are actually listening to them in another country. Mm. How, how wonderful is that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I, I, 
because one of the things I also wanted to do is I, I wanted a mixture of both. I just didn't want, oh, high profile comics, oh, get yes. this person so that you can boost your ratings. I wanted to right. give people that platform, similar to how someone believed in me and gave me that platform. Mm. And there's one person who- I think that's the way to go. That's why I always yeah. say, my thing is to leave the community mm. in a better place yeah. than they was before. Yeah. Because then I'm then then it feels like I'm giving a service. Yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. like I'm 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 giving rather than um, than just trying to take. Mm. And I get more pleasure out of giving than I do out of taking. Believe it or not. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and sometimes I even find it difficult to receive. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you think, well, I'm just doing this because this is what I like to do, and they're like, well, well, no, we want to pay you, and you think, oh my god, yeah, I'll take the money, but no, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the the, the the way that it. Um, that it happens but no man you know i'm always i'm always like um pleased to see anybody excel especially if if i know and mm. i've seen personally that they put the work in mm. you know guys uh my listeners my viewers on youtube and podcasters and everyone else who listens to this this has been a fantastic interesting conversation and i probably wouldn't have stopped it if it wasn't because it's time for me to go and take a piss, I can't <laughs> hold it. <laughs> I can't hold it any longer, sir. So. <laughs> you, you, you. But look, Rudy, I want to thank you so much. Uh, Laughter Republicans want to thank you so much. Thanks for your support. Thanks for having me. And please do check me out on um, Facebook. It's Rudy Liquid. Okay. I was going to ask for your social oh, handles, but go on. Oh, listen, go on. Man, <laughs> go <Right>. on. <laughs> You can, on, get me on, um, you can also on. get me on YouTube as well yeah. if you put Rudy Liquid in there. And like I said, there are several different shows that I do. So um, take your pick. So, guys, this, this wasn't generally easy. This was really Rudy Liquid. Uh, used to be a lookalike of Eddie Murphy. No, I don't know what he looks like now, but he certainly doesn't look like Eddie Murphy. Not the one I saw on Coming to America. What do you think of Coming to America, by the way? Did you enjoy it? um i know i haven't seen it myself um okay I'm, I'm not hearing the greatest reviews yeah 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 i think people are a bit hard on it but uh i i i gave it a zero not because i was jealous because mm. they had this general who looked so much like me lots of you know once again another cool but uh, it's it's what it is. But look, Rudy, thank you so much. I no enjoy the evening, and I wish time. you every success. And check Rudy out; he's got four shows uh, online. I'm sure by the time I get to speak to him again, maybe he's produced so many <laughs> other shows. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Rudy. That's all right. Yeah. I'm not. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.